Well, I've been away for a minute, learning a lot, working hard, studying my craft, and uh, learning that I, I just probably need to calm down a little bit. It's a uh, struggle to take on an art form like this, especially because I'm very critical of myself. So I spent a lot of time writing, collecting, focusing my thoughts. There's some interesting theories in broadcasting. And some people say they don't ever prepare or they just prepare an outline, bullet points for their content. And I am classically trained. Oh, yes. <laughs> but there's one school of thought that says uh, you ought to write everything down. Maybe not word for word, but mostly everything. And I have a hard time functioning in that school of thought because, well, I like to freestyle. And I'll, I also don't have the time. Let's see. I, I, one of the things I researched is the words per minute that a person speaks generally about 170 words per minute. So to fill 20 minutes of time, you have to write almost 4,000 words. That's how the math plays out. Well, I don't have time to write 4,000 words every day. It also feels a little bit like a waste of time for me. I think about other, you know, great broadcasters like Glenn, uh, Glenn Becker, Howard Stern, and I think, well, it's pretty obvious when you listen to those people that they don't themselves write out word for word everything that they say. They also have interviews where they can have a conversation and break things up a little bit. And then you look at somebody like Tucker who does what, an hour or a half an hour? Or he reads most of his, his monologue anyway. He reads from a teleprompter. Now, that was probably all typed out, a couple thousand words. I mean, it definitely was typed out by a producer or by himself, probably with his close supervision. But then he has an interview lined up where another person will fill the time and speak for a while and he'll have a conversation with them and ask questions. And then I started listening to people like Michael Savage. I don't know. He seems like a good conservative broadcaster to me, but of course there's always some underlying issue about, Oh, he's, he's a racist or there was some scandal about him. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. And he operates all on his own. And guys like Mark Levin, who come very highly recommended by 
another solo broadcaster, Dan Bongino, who I also enjoy. He's a little bit, oh, I don't know. I like Dan Bongino, but I'm skeptical of him. But this was all, this was all born out of my, my own frustration. Um, I guess because I don't really know where I belong. But I enjoy this most of the time. I enjoy it. Uh, you know, I'm a harsh critic of myself, as I said. So I enjoy this when I feel like I'm doing well. And I feel like I'm offering something new. And, you know, it's been brought to my attention, as I mentioned, that the news is old and tired. <laughs> and I agree. Um, but there are, there are things that go unnoticed and sometimes a story comes through that's really important, but since it's not about Donald Trump or Joe Biden, nobody really pays any attention to it. The headline isn't sexy. It doesn't, it doesn't grab you. It's not clickbait. But it's important because of the implications, like this story I just came across while I was doing, you know, research for this show this morning. Amazon quietly took all their rooftop solar panels offline after a series of fires and explosions. If you're fully obsessed with Joe Biden v. Donald Trump, you're going to miss that. And no, it's not anything like, oh, you need to be careful because I know you've got solar panels on top of their roofs. But where do you think those Amazon solar panels come from? Where do you think they're made? When I see, when I read a story like that, and this is how my brain works, this is why I like creating podcast content. And I hope it's why you like listening to this show when i see a headline like that i think okay those solar panels are made in china and we've been in what fifth generational warfare with china for probably the last decade where did the coronavirus come from okay where does fentanyl come from? Okay. And now where do these solar panels come from? And that's my train of thought. Those are the kind of things, even if it's, even if you consider it to be a, a far-fetched conspiracy theory, these are the kind of things that get me excited to do a podcast every morning or every other morning, or once a week, or twice a month. <laughs> but it's stories like that and taking that approach that make this exciting and also difficult at the same time. Because everybody's covering Mar-a-Lago. Everybody's talking Biden's Hitler speech from last week 
And the more and more I cover things like that, the more I realize that I'm I'm sort of contributing to the problem, which is the distraction. And then left-wing media comes up and goes, oh, it was just everybody's overreacting. Yes, Hitler gave his... <laughs> yeah, I said Hitler. I meant Biden, but then I also kind of met Hitler. Biden gave his speech up there in, in grand Nazi fashion with the blood-red background and the Marines flanking him, and it was very dystopian and Nazi-esque. But we didn't mean it. And then the right says, yes, he did mean it. Can you believe? Everybody, let's go. Come on, it's time to go to war with each other. And I think that's just, that's the object. Because I've said it before, and I will say it again, in my opinion, the primary objective here is to get the Western world to destroy itself. And accomplish this, of course, by destroying the Western world. Incrementally, very slow. You know, we started out with COVID. Well, really... It was the propaganda machine got kicked up in 2015 with Donald Trump's a racist, right? And that all that groundwork was laid by Obama with his Smith Munt Modernization Act. Now it's okay to spread propaganda to the Americans. Didn't used to be that way. When it kind of sat on the back burner until the globalist establishment on the left headed up in this country by the Democratic Party, but it's happening all over the world. Like, don't you find that to be an interesting coincidence? How all of these same things are happening in the major Western countries. Australia. Australia started experiencing its own mass shootings. Kind of weird, right? Long before it was in the Obama administration, suddenly we started all of these names of these great Western leaders, I say sarcastically, were suddenly injected into our media narrative. Like, oh, now we know it's Justin Trudeau is in charge of, of Canada and, and Angela Merkel is, is in charge of, of Germany. I mean, not anymore, but, but these were the leaders as this narrative was being pushed in front of us. Tony Blair in, in the UK, Macron in, in France, and of course, I mean, Tony Blair hasn't been the prime minister in the UK for a while, but you get my point. The globalist narrative is being spun. We have these Western leaders propped up by our mainstream media and pushed out in front of us. We can use that to manipulate the other Western leaders in the other countries. Paint this picture of Justin Trudeau as being this great environmentally conscious Western leader with globalist aspirations. 
And then suddenly we find ourselves in America longing for a leader like that. When it's all propaganda from our own media apparatus. It's used to create this illusion of competition between our Western leaders. Oh, see, look, Justin Trudeau is so much better than Obama. Justin Trudeau is so much better than Trump. Well, how do you like Justin Trudeau now? He's gone full tyrannical dictator. And this is how they trick you into voting for the choice or <laughs> for the politician that nine out of 10 globalists recommend, right? Now Joe Biden says you're a terrorist. You're an extremist threat to the Republic. But Joe Biden also said he had no knowledge of his son Hunter's business dealings. He said uh, the vaccine was going to protect you from COVID. And he said that inflation and skyrocketing oil prices were Russia's fault. So which of these do you believe? Hopefully none of them. Hopefully you've listened to this show long enough. You understand what's going on. I don't even really understand fully what's going on. The question is, where, where does the trustworthy news come from? I'd really like that answer myself. I'm doing my best to bring it to you here. Do me a favor and share the show. Follow me on social media. Send me an email, therealearthbox at protonmail.com. What did you think of that Joe Biden speech? Hateful, divisive, pandering. I kind of feel like the uh, college loan forgiveness scandal that kicked up a week ago fizzled out real quick. Of course, it's going to be blocked by judges and protested by banks. I said it would never happen. I told you it would never happen. And maybe I was wrong. The more I think about it now in this climate, the more it kind of fits the objective. Going to bankrupt the company, the company. <laughs> Going to bankrupt the country even further. There's no actual loan forgiveness because we're not being forgiven for these loans. We're just going to pump more of our tax dollars into the corporate structure. Which is what happened with the pharmaceutical companies during the coronavirus pandemic. We spent billions and billions of taxpayer dollars on vaccines 
that nobody wanted. And then we forced them on people. And some people took them. And then we gave a bunch away to other countries. Remember that? And then we had to just throw a bunch away because they went bad. Because nobody wanted them. But they're, they're cranking them out. They're still cranking them out. And the FDA just approved a fourth booster after undergoing zero human trials. So the FBI, uh, the FBI, well, the FBI and the FDA have no credibility. These shots have only been tested on mice and the FDA approved them for emergency use on us, on me, on you, on my kids, on your kids. And the CDC has made this weird pivot where they're like, yeah, we did a bad thing. And I just think, yeah, too bad. There's the door. I'm not listening to you anymore. That wasn't meant to be a poem. It's like CNN firing Brian Stelter. And now it's looking like Don Lemon's going to go. Let's see if there's any breaking news on that front. And people are, sell. I mean, we, we shouldn't celebrate. So the headline from Newsweek is, you know, five hours old. Can Don Lemon, Jim Acosta survive in the new CNN? The new CNN. How many producers have been fired from CNN? We know Jeff Zucker's gone. Okay, so that that's that's a plus in the that that's in the pros column. But Don Lemon just didn't get out there on on camera and say whatever he wanted. No, no, there's producers, there's a show, there's approvals. Nothing goes onto the air without being approved. So they're going to fire all the people that spread all of those lies for the last decade. Better part of a decade. And we're meant to think, okay, CNN's trustworthy now. Yeah, they, they fired all those bad journalists. Yeah, Brian Stelter's gone. Don Lemon's next. Rachel Maddow's gone at MSNBC. So we can go back to watching them now, right? Well, big article out of uh, Breitbart this morning, which really has me curious. The headline is, Zombie Media Cartel Bill Back and Worse Than Ever Would Strengthen Legacy Media Punish Anti-Establishment Outlets. Well, that's a big clunky headline let's see what we can learn here of course i mean breitbart is right wing big time right wing and he's come under criticism they're also a media company a sort of opposing narrative media company which would i mean this should be at the top of their page because it's probably very important to them. A new version of the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act, JCPA, is circulating that is worse than the original. 
It allows mainstream legacy and left-wing media to form exclusionary media cartels and then empowers them with extraordinary collective bargaining power to collude with big tech companies. The amendments serve only to spell out in greater specificity how to exclude conservative and anti-establishment media from any alleged benefits. Specifically, the new JCPA contains a provision that allows eligible media companies forming a cartel to, quote, create admission criteria for membership unrelated to the size of an eligible digital journalism provider or the views expressed by its content, including criteria to limit membership to only eligible publishers or only eligible broadcasters. So it's more consolidation and exclusion, and that's going to be bad for you. Thanks for listening. Please share the show. I'll be back. Goodbye.